All right, welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank. And joining us now, guy that's been covering the Saints for a long time, the um, the the Nickelodeon broadcast handed out an uh, NVP, and it went to Mitch Trubisky, which is kind of funny. Well, the NFL, uh, according to Peyton, once stood for an acronym regarding this guy's name. We won't get into that. That was a funny story we talked about over the summer. But Larry Holder, senior writer covering the Saints for The Athletic, joins us now. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Morning, Scott. How are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great, man. And I think uh, even when the weather's cold, uh, in freezing, when the Saints win a playoff game, uh, it doesn't really bother anybody. If they're coming off of a loss and, you know, Breeze has probably played his last game, I think the chill just hurts everyone. But when the Saints win, especially in the playoffs, Larry, everything just feels a little different that week. Yeah, even though it was a wacky game, uh, I think uh, maybe by the end, <laughs> uh, and especially within that second half, once the offense started getting rolling, they said, all right, all right, you get rid of the the first game nerves, even though I'm sure Saints fans will have nerves oh, yeah. going the rest of the way. But, uh, but look, uh, they are where they are, winning in wildcard weekend, hosting again divisional round. Going to be Drew Brees versus Tom Brady 3.0. And it is amazing that this is their first playoff meeting because uh, the only other times they would have met – would have been in the Super Bowl or back when Breeze was with the Chargers, and that never happened. It it, it is uh, it is going to be. So here's, I, I want to get some quick thoughts on the wacky game, and then get into the Saints Bears matchup. But um, you're right in terms of Saints Bears, right? The first half, I think there was, I think some Saints fans would say maybe they were agonizing going into halftime, seven to three. But defensively, outside of a trick play that was dropped. They really just shut down the Bears' offense, but the Bears' offense isn't good. So the Saints' defense did what they were supposed to do. What was something that surprised you? You said wacky. What was something that surprised you about the Saints' win over the Bears? Look, I, I didn't. I knew the Bears' defensive front, when they're playing well, they can play really well. Uh, they just have not been consistent all year, and I think early on uh, the troubles up front uh, probably concerned me a little bit, and I don't. I don't want to say surprised, but concerned, and then brought people back to last year. What happened with Minnesota, and that's why they made changes in the off season because the offensive line wasn't good enough. And uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, y- you saw the offense really kind of become stagnant, even though you had some of these pieces come back. Uh, but I'll say a surprise on a good note, and this was an overall surprise. Uh, was just, boy, you know, you could say, boy, the Saints, good thing they had Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas back, but boy, did they ever need Deontay Harris. Yeah. Uh, and so that he was, a, uh, you know, it's second year in a row where he's really <laughs> made significant plays in wild card weekend. And uh, look, this one was in a winning effort. And I'm sure that, uh, and it, it would have been a bigger play if Taysom Hill unloads the football quicker uh, because he was going to be open for a deep ball. So it's, uh, I'm sure Sean's going to try to uh, use him more than the offense. And if teams have to pay attention to him more, well, that opens things up for other players. Yeah, I think, you know, if, if you go into that game and I say, look, Larry, Deontay Harris can have a major impact on this game today. I think you and, and me and most folks would be like, yeah, he, maybe he's going to return one, right? He's probably going to bring one back or have a big return. You're probably not thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to lead the team in receptions and receiving yards and 
that's what happens. So that is a big get. And I know Drew Brees mentioned Monday that, uh, excuse me, after the game Sunday that they, they might get Traquan Smith back this week. We'll see. But from a health standpoint in the receiving unit, it, it looks like there's some depth there where when you look at the last couple of playoff runs after Michael Thomas, it was just so slim, right? Slim picking. So a big difference in that regard. And I think this Sunday you're taking on a Bucks team that doesn't give up a lot of rushing yards but can give up some yards through the air. Maybe a pass-happy attack. My, my last question coming out of the Bears game, you mentioned that pressure from the Bears up front, particularly in the first half. And, you know, I think as the game wore on and they were on the field, a lot had changed. Is like the interior of the old line was my biggest concern going into this postseason. Now that you're going into Tampa Bay, are you, do you have a bigger concern about Cesar Ruiz or Will Lutz? Because we've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now you got Lutz in a rut. Right now, you know, he's missed, what, six over the last uh, month or so? It's just just not like him, and, and I think Saints fans have some major concerns. You don't want to lose the game because of a missed kick, but Lutz just hadn't been his usual self where he's just in the past seemed to be automatic, Larry. Usually if I'm covering a game, I can, and uh, you know, Lutz is about to kick, I can get up and go get something to drink or go to the restroom and be like, all right, well, this is going to be automatic or an extra point or something like that, so... Uh, look, I think in more of a clutch situation, it might be Will Lutz. And, look, they worked out kickers uh, these last couple of weeks, uh, you know, and, and maybe gauging if something were to happen. I don't know. And Sean Payton gave him the vote of confidence after the game. But, uh, but look, I do think that that is something to where, man, it's, it's, it's just the wrong time for this to happen. Yeah. I mean, you could overcome it in the regular season, can't overcome it in the, in the postseason. Uh, but uh, but as far as Ruiz, his worst game of the year was against the Bears in Week Eight, and he had a three-game stretch there, and that was the first one. So the second one would have been Tampa uh, the following week, even though the Saints played really well. Uh, but after that, uh, and this is a part of the cheat sheet I do for every week for the Athletic, it, I, and I lean on my offensive line stats and a stat uh, called uh, in Sports Info Solutions, that site, and they do O-line stats. And leading up to the playoffs, Cesar Ruiz had only blown one block in his, in his last 281 snaps in uh, the regular season. But he did have trouble with the Bears. And so that, you know, I think, though, that uh, that's just a tough matchup for him. Akeem Hicks is, is tough for him to, to, to go up against. And so uh, that's something we're going to have to watch for sure. Uh, but, you know, I think that the Saints, they might be able to game plan a little bit. But also, look, you got to, uh, when you go into the Bucks, Devin White, if he's able to come back and play this week, Levante David, uh, you know, they're a, they're an improving team. There's no doubt. Uh, they're definitely much better than they were in week nine when the Saints obliterated them. Yeah, there's no question. Larry Holder, our guest uh, of the Athletic, senior writer covering the Saints, has for many years. And uh, you've covered a number of playoff games, Larry. This one, Coming up Sunday, as you mentioned, the focus is going to be Breeze-Brady. And I think based on the game plans and the two defenses and how good both are against the run, I think you're going to see a lot of passes from two guys that are going to be a combined 95 years old when this thing kicks off Sunday. So before we dig into the the, the obvious headline, the, the, the national narrative is going to be about Breeze and Brady. What what is the secondary story? You're you're a guy that covers the Saints, that knows this team well. 
What's the story that you feel like is going to be a major factor Sunday that maybe the national networks aren't really going to pick up on, but as a guy that covers this team and as a guy that's speaking to Saints fans right now, they kind of know, okay, this is going to be major. I really think that uh, Tampa Bay has kind of bottled up Alvin Kamara a little bit. Uh, you know, so especially the first time they played, but I mean, that was in September. That was long ago. And uh, But still, I do think that uh, having him to continue to maintain uh, his uh, Pro Bowl near all pro status, uh, I think that's going to be uh, something that we have to watch. And then on the other side, uh, might as well go running back. Look. Leonard Fournette, he played a ton in uh, the playoff opener for Tampa, and he could be coming back to his hometown in the Superdome and looking to put one on the Saints. So I think that's uh, that's an underrated storyline because Ronald Jones didn't play a ton. If he's healthy, maybe he gets more snaps. But, uh, look, Fournette looked really good against the Washington football team. So I'm curious, uh, as far as the tailbacks are concerned, uh, you know, that's it, that might be like headline three or four, like you're saying. But still, I think that's something, uh, a game within the game that we've got to watch. It, it, offensively, it seemed like it, it, this was just, I might be a prisoner of the moment, Larry. It seemed like the Saints were using an empty backfield a lot against Chicago. Um, and, and I realized that's, you know, that predicated on game plan and, and adjusting. They weren't necessarily empty backfield early in the game with all the scripted plays, but as the game went on. So you had some obvious passing situations. It's not like Breeze is going to take off on a design run. Tampa is really good against a run. And um, I know that, you know, the, the, the last matchup, 38-3, to might get talked about a little bit. But as you said, Tampa's playing much better. Do you anticipate Peyton going into this game trying to run the football or – are you feeling like there's just there's going to be a lot of, especially if it's a close game, there's going to be a lot of passes in this one? I think he's definitely going to try to run the football. I mean, he's seen way too many times this year running the football works. And so I don't think he's going to be super stubborn to give that up. And also, uh, you know, even if Taysom Hill gets in there, uh, I think another lost fumble uh, might have him hesitant to where it's like, all right, Taysom, just run the ball. And we're not going to mess around with this stuff. But, uh, but look, you know, uh, Latavius Murray got a little bit banged up uh, in this game. I'm curious to see uh, where uh, where he is going into the divisional round. Uh, but when you look at when the Saints have played well, I mean, they're dominating time of possession. Usually that's running the football. You know, Kamara almost rushed for 100 yards yesterday. And uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a point where – if they can blow those guys off blocks, I think that's big. And also, you mentioned in empty backfields and things like that. But Drew Brees does not, has not done a ton of play action this year. I mean, yeah, he missed four games. But in doing the research, I mean, he's, he's only had half of the play action attempts of Tom Brady this year. And, it, and it's because they run Kamara out. And I'm curious to see how they handle that because the Bucks linebackers are far superior than the ones that the Bears put out there yesterday. Like I said, if Devin White's back, Levante David in and of itself is better uh, because they were without Roquan Smith yesterday. And so, uh, you know, I, it is, it's, it's one of these games within the games. What, what are they going to do here? And, I'm, uh, you know, one of the things, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the many things that we should all pay attention to outside of Breeze Brady. 
ESPN1420.com, Larry Holder, Saints beat writer for The Athletic, our guest, recording this on a Monday, airing on uh, on Tuesday early in the morning. So, Larry, my final questions for you. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I'm sure you get asked on, on you know, radio hits a lot, you know, what's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? There's a long way to go before they play Sunday, but what's your early gut telling you about this matchup and maybe what uh, what next Monday's headline might look like? Yeah, it's here's the thing. To me, the signs still point to a Saints win. I, I just think that the Saints match up well against Tampa, even when they have their full complement of pieces. I, I think they match up well. Uh, their secondary can match up with the Bucks' weapons. Uh, you know, the Saints can stop the run, and it's not like if Tampa gets away from the run, they just get away from it totally, as we saw in Week 9. And uh, I, I think that uh, they're able to get pressure defensively up front uh, through the Bucks' offensive line, and Tom Brady's not exactly Mr. Mobility over there. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at a Saints win. Uh, you know, it's – I predicted uh, – what did I predict, Bears? 31-17, uh, and so the Saints won, what, 21-9. So I was pretty close on margin. But, the, I, man, I think this is going to be a nail-biter. I, I just you, – you know, you're facing Tom Brady in the playoffs. Uh, I know Washington gave him a good game. Uh, but I just think I do think the Saints have their number, and I think the Saints will be headed to Green Bay for the NFC title game. All right, there you go, Larry Holder's prediction, and um, just don't ask him to 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 say what C.J. Gardner Johnson says on the field. We're just trying to keep it radio friendly. Uh, yeah, that would have to be on like Howard Stern or whatever. I don't I, I don't even know where his his it ends up. But hey. He, he likes to fight guy who never throws a punch. So at least he's smart to where he gets someone to throw a punch, either break their hand or get ejected. So, uh, hey, there you go. Yeah, I wonder how many punches that guy has taken in his life because it doesn't even phase him. He's just like, all right, all right, cool. I mean, hey, it's it's an asset. I mean, we make jokes, but it is a big asset. We'll see if Tampa Bay can maintain some composure that Chicago couldn't in both meetings when dealing with CJGJ. Appreciate it. Larry Holder has been our guest. Guys, go give him a follow on Twitter, at Larry Holder. Check out all his stuff over at theathletic.com. He, Cat, Jeff, all do a great job. Larry, I appreciate the time, man. We'll be reading your stuff this week, and we'll talk to you again in the future. All right, Scott. Thanks as always, buddy. I appreciate Larry joining us there. Uh, we'll have Mike Triplett on tomorrow. ESPN NFL Nation Saints reporter to talk some Saints football. But um, speaking of C.J. Gardner-Johnson at the end of that conversation with Larry, here is a question Mike Triplett asked C.J. after Sunday's win. C.J., I'm going to ask the opposite of what Ed Daniels just asked you. Did you try to get a rise out of the Bears? Was there, was there anything where you were trying to see if you could get them to go over the edge? That's can you, can you Can you at least explain what happened on that play, though? Mm-mm. Or the ejection? More. <laughs> You're not going to get much from CJ when it comes to asking him about what he says or how he does it. But it just works. And you can keep trying to ask him, but he's he's not going to mention it. Like, hey, Javon Wims, that drop, you think he had something to do with it? Were you in his head, CJ? Uh, Javon dropped a key touchdown. Do you think that, um, you know, maybe you got in his head a little bit? The guy dropped the ball. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. He dropped the ball. Next play. 
It's that simple. ESPN1420.com. This is The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather.